You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are excited because soccer is coming back, baby. Right, Major baby. League Soccer announces uh, all the news about, <laughs> about CBA getting ratified, and we're going to have a tournament in Orlando. So we're going to be having right. MLS real soon. Plus, we're also going to talk to Andre Shinyashiki. We're going to ask him about that contract ratification. Plus, what was up with that hair? That and more <laughs> on the Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! longer yes because we you know what frankly we need it all right i need my own it's almost like a placebo okay (laughs) which is a show which what i don't know if you do this with your placebo i crush it up and i put it in i put it in my coffee and some some sugar pill (laughs) i just snorted i don't know what you're doing oh it's lit (laughs) yo this adderall sucks like no christian that's my my coffee sugar pills (laughs) yo i think this adderall it's just it's not effective it's almost like it's a placebo Anyway, <laughs> hello everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes, we we got to get silly because it's it's been uh, an emotionally jarring and exhausting week uh, weeks. Uh, so we're but we're excited to to be here and be back with you. So that's right. Uh, uh, yes, hello. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians. Comedians. That host the funniest soccer show that you've ever That's seen. That's right. Pretend comedy still exists because not only are we the best and the funniest, we're also the gulliest. Right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, bro. I'm, I got to update my LinkedIn profile, deleted comedian, because the, the, they're like, occupation is not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, question mark, asterisk. I'm like, who put all this on there? <laughs> yeah, it's um, been tough. Uh, it's been tough uh, a few weeks. But, uh, you know, Christian, I mean, look. It seems like it's one thing after another, right? You've got COVID, you've got the lock-in, you've got all of the mental health issues that can come from staying trapped in your apartment, you know? And then after that, we've got the horrific police brutality and everything that's like the beautiful signs of of scenes of unity that have come after that, but just the, the overwhelming emotional sort of back and forth. But I think the only reason it's affected, all of this has affected you so much is because you didn't see the same thing I saw. You know, Ooh, what did what did you, you see that I did not? You see? didn't watch the, what I would consider the most unifying moment in human history. Uh, Ooh. The MLS David Guetta <laughs> concert. <laughs> oh, that collab. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. I don't even know what else to say. Uh, David Guetta, a Frenchman. That's Soft right. racism. A Frenchman, some would say. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's right. That's true. Right? He, uh, a human baguette. Solved <laughs> racism. He, he said shouts to, to his family. <laughs> to it was Ford. super uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. If you haven't seen this clip, uh, yes, it's obviously David Guetta on, the, on a New York City rooftop. When I don't think it was New York. I think it might have been London. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, I thought it was New York City. It might have been New York. Who knows? I don't know. But he's on a rooftop, and I'm pretty sure everyone, the, you know, they, so, oh, he was in Miami. Miami. We're just getting confirmation. Which, you know what? 
makes a bit more sense. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, yo, I'm sure there was trash cans on fire right beneath him, but he, yeah. <laughs> you know, look past that to really From send the sky, in- you can't see, <laughs> you know? It just it just looks like a traffic light, I think. Yeah. If anything, I thought those were soccer fans lighting flares because <laughs> this is so lit. No, it's know? just a very, you know, when it comes to MLS getting publicity, uh, they, you know, sometimes these things happen by accident, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's yes, there's a clip of of David Guetta uh, on on a rooftop, and then he's basically you know, and obviously all completely well intentioned. Obviously, yes. this was a fundraiser for COVID nineteen. He raised a ton of money. He's doing amazing work. So thank you, David Guetta. But the the tone deafness of this approach, <laughs> lacking self awareness, not reading the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I get uh, it that he's not English isn't his first language, you know. Yeah, but he yeah he's he's seen a couple you know rap videos. He knows how they talk. <laughs> he got uh, it. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna connect with the yeah. community. <laughs> oh, the youth needs me to speak to them, and they're like, no one said that, David. No, I got this. <laughs> yo, give me the mic. <laughs> yo, in fact, I'm gonna make a remix of yes. Dr. King's speech, and everyone's like, yo, David, we're almost specifically telling you not to do that, and he's like, I said. And I got it. <laughs> oh, are you not an ally like I am? <laughs> wow. Is it backwards Tuesday? Because I hear you saying don't. And my brain is saying, leg, let do. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so look, he is, uh, he, he, the, the clip that was going viral is the one, and the one, the last one I saw, it was from just some random person posted it. I had about nearly 5 million views of yeah. him, uh, uh, you know, giving, uh, he basically, you know, paying his respect, showing some respect for, uh, the George, uh, the George Floyd family by saying, uh, you know, uh, sh- shout out to his family, which is already a little strange. Well, he uh, starts off by saying things are very difficult in the world. And yeah. in the United States too. It's like, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> I, you know, I get, I get this stuff happening all over the world, right? I mean, yeah. Google Darfur. You know what I mean? <laughs> stuff, stuff. But you happen to be here right now. Things are a little lit right now because of this one situation. If you don't talk about it. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, you know, the United States be going through a little bit, too. You know? I just to confirm that concert was in New York City. Not they, uh, they, there was another one in Miami before a month ago. But this this one was in New York City. So he is uh, uh, he's 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 playing music. He's doing his thing. Uh, and then he's like, I got something special. Yeah. And brings in the the, the Martin a, Luther King. It's a Martin Luther King. It's the I have a dream speech. Yeah. And it's I don't know how else to explain it. Besides, it's laid under. What is quite possibly the most stereotypically EDM <laughs> song of <Yeah>. all time. <clears throat> so it starts <laughs> off, I have a dream. And then it continues to the end of the first sentence. And then the beat drops. And that's when David Guetta just starts like dancing. <laughs> to the, Yo. He's like, I, I don't know what y'all ain't dancing. I'm feeling it. Why okay, is everyone I'm crying? Doing, <laughs> I'm out here doing a two-step for Dr. King. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If my shoulder bounce is trying to end <laughs> hatred. <laughs> what what are y'all doing? I was y'all making remakes. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to shimmy the racism away. Okay? You know, special delivery. We got rid of racism. <laughs> oh my god, this is so dumb. I needed this. I needed this so bad. Thank you, MLS. Thank you, I David this. Guetta. <laughs> you are. Oh man. Uh, hopefully that lightened your mood.
You know what I mean? Just a, a little bit of laughing, a little bit of joy. It's the first time I think I've laughed that hard in a while. Uh, but more shocking news, though, apparently the league, because of this COVID situation, has lost, as per Don Garber, a billion dollars in revenue. Well, we'll lose. Yeah, that is a projected loss of uh, uh, for MLS and uh, and what this, uh, you know, I, look. Everybody's going through this, right? From uh, this is affecting uh, every league, uh, from you know when it, it, MLS to you know a janitor uh, working bro, somewhere, or whatever. Billion though, I mean, I mean, there's some rich janitors, bro. I yeah, mean, <laughs> I mean, yo, who's that janitor with all that ice? <laughs> oh, you don't know? You don't know Johnny Garber? <laughs> no. So at least we know uh, um, a, a few more details uh, as far as. You know, look, I mean, this is this news is going to come out because, you know, when it comes it's a, from a negotiating perspective and, and how we got to where we are. And, and, and you know, uh, coming up, we'll talk to Andre Shinichiki about those kind of details yeah. in a, you know, a little bit more. But, you, yes, this is a that you the league has to be like a little bit. What was me? This is going bad for me. This is what yeah. we had to do. It's like a small business owner talking to his accountant. He's like, I'm losing money. Every, I don't even know what you're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't. I can't pay you, accountant. You clearly see, I'm losing so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, Rolex. <laughs> I, I found it. You know? <laughs> it's uh, uh, you know, it's always playing like the law is just trying to get that money back. I didn't know this about the tournament either. It's this isn't gonna replace the 2020 season. No, no. This is just a kind of stopgap. This is just a like uh, this. Uh, this is almost like a like a a hyper preseason. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's gonna have. Uh, a, Why don't a they just play the regular season games? Who gives a shit? No, they'll have they'll because because the the teams can't play in their home venue, so it's not really fair to to any real degree. Oh, so this is just who cares uh, just a one off tournament, a million dollar prize. You get a trophy, so it'll give incentive at least for the players to take it seriously. Or like a, a million, million dollars is at stake. What'd you say? A billion point oh one. So they're going to lose because they got to pay this million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad you... Uh, you See, I did out. the math there. <laughs> Listen, we're so going we'll to go to break. We, yeah. Yes, we will be right back with Andre Shinyashiki of the Colorado Rapids to talk about this upcoming MLS tournament and season. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show so far. Uh, we just want to give you a word from this isn't really a sponsor, but this is uh, a great place to donate, I think, uh, in light of everything that's happening. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, a lot of people have uh, just kind of wondered uh, what they can do to help and how, how to support with either the protests or talking about police reform or just getting more informed or uh, anything like that. There's uh, a, a bunch of uh, people doing great work kind of compiling all that information. Uh, and one of them that was uh, really, really great uh, was a, 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 a link. It's called Black, BlackLivesMatters.card.co. With two uh, R's in card. Correct. And uh, uh, so, yeah, again, BlackLivesMatters.card uh, with two R's, dot C-O. Uh, and if you go to our uh, Twitter page, uh, just ask Soccer Cooligans. Uh, it's our pinned tweet. Uh, you can click on it. You can see uh, it's a big resource. It tells you like a lot of different places you can sign petitions, how to text who and how to text or call, where to donate, even more resources. Exactly. And even information for uh, if you're a protester, what, what to bring with you, what what to what best practices, how to uh, how to stay safe. There's a lot of information there uh, that, that I found super useful. Um, there's also uh, another link. If you just look at that thread, um, there's a, uh, a, a, a link 
called uh, secure.actblue.com, which is if you want to donate, some people don't know who to donate to. There's a lot of um, there's just a lot of places that you can help support, and, and it could be overwhelming or confusing. Or uh, you, you don't know how much to give who. You know, or you don't you don't even know if it's real, right? That, that's been another like concern. Um, but this is another uh, great opportunity if you do want to donate. Like uh, you can donate to you make basically make one donation and it splits it amongst about like ten different groups. So, like, so I'll read them. It's Black Lives Matter Global Network, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Visions Collective, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, the National Police Accountability Project, Color of Change Education Fund, Unicorn Riot, Campaign Zero, Advancement Project, and the Marshall Project. So one donation to act to secure dot actblue.com slash donate slash ab underscore mn which again you could just click on it if you go to our social media but one uh if you go to our twitter i should say if you one donation will split that up amongst all of those different groups so you'll be able to support the entire lot in one chunk which is absolutely amazing exactly so um yeah please do that if uh you know if you know i know a lot of people are uh not in a place to be able to donate but this is why um uh looking at that resource from from you know the card.co link uh, there's other things that you can do. And it's not, if you don't have uh, money at the moment, uh, there's other ways you can help. So uh, I, I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, and yeah, all we can say is uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show, for supporting, for for protesting, uh, for fighting for what is right and trying to initiate real change in the world. Uh, so we appreciate you. Uh, with that said, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back on the Cooligans, and our guest is here. Christian, this is exciting. Yeah, I'm quite excited because a lot has been going on when it comes to Major League Soccer. Uh, a lot of news, and this is, uh, yeah, finally an opportunity. This is our first player after the, the players. They just they, they put pen to paper, ratified the deal. We're they getting agree. soccer in the U.S. again. <laughs> they're signing a deal with Def Jam. They've agreed. <laughs> they're putting out a record. Now, this is, this is amazing because what we're about to talk to is last year's rookie of the year, right? And then how do you follow that up? You know, you want to have an even bigger season? Psych! There's a pandemic. <laughs> so uh, let's talk to this dude because we're absolutely Hold amazing. up for a second. No, oh, right. I, I know see, you got plans, my guy. I see you thriving, but like, hold up. We're just going to let a couple people cough and see what happens to your <laughs> sophomore season. Uh, but this dude, absolutely amazing, finally got rid of the weirdest hair dye on a mustache <laughs> in soccer history. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one – the only Andre Shinyashiki, everybody. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the kind words. <laughs> and yeah, definitely a weird time right now and kind of messing up my sophomore season. But, you know, we'll, we'll make the most out of it, of course. Very much so. So, you know what? I think we should start with uh, what Alexis just mentioned because <laughs> that uh, hairstyle, that mustache choice, uh, everything. I mean, from the, the hazing is rude these days. <laughs> and I'm from the, the interaction with Zlatan, you've been the last couple of months have been wild uh, for you. Uh, so wait. So let's please talk about that that hairstyle what what made that happen was did you lose a bet what happened okay so the the whole there was just a, a lot of things happening at that time it was uh actually on, on a serious note it was the awareness for cancer month right, and everybody right. wears yellow 
So I was like, oh, that's coming up. I should do something funny for that, like to raise awareness. It's not a funny cause, but obviously, like, we try to, you know, stay positive in, in all scenarios. So I was like, uh, what should I do? And I was just thinking about stuff. And then a month before, Kellen Acosta had died instead of Blonde. And I was just chirping him all the time, saying how bad it looked. <laughs> and I was just like, I got to do something worse just to see if he, just to, like, just to mess with him. And then Sarah, who's like part of like our team administration, was like, Andre, you should dye your facial hair blonde. And I was like, Sarah, I'm going to look ridiculous. Like, <laughs> dude, we can't do that. She was like, no, let's do it. It's like, it's a good idea. Like, let's do it. Whatever. So then I go to the, like, I, I went to an actual, like, barbershop or whatever, salon, did the thing. After and they finished looked, laughing, then they, yeah. <laughs> then they I was like, your face. this looks ridiculous. <laughs> I got to do my hair so it looks a little bit less ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so the hair wasn't an attempt to fix the mustache. <laughs> Hold slash on. Is there a photo somewhere of just hair. your facial hair blonde and the rest of your hair not? I think Sarah might have one, but it was like. It was the day before the game, so nobody had seen it. It was a Friday afternoon. So the, guy, I, the guys, I went to training Friday, looked normal. Nobody thought anything. Then uh, I did that, and then I was like, but I don't want to pay for somebody else to do my hair, so I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> so I dyed my own hair with my girlfriend at the time. She helped me out, and that thing just looked orange. It was like straight up orange. I was like, oh, my God, I look like a absolute idiot right now like i'm gonna start tomorrow like it's the game against i think that game was actually against seattle i was like i'm gonna start against seattle like this is gonna be crazy it's like whatever like let's see how this goes so then i show up to to the to the, the game and uh, i mean the guys are just like what in the world is happening like you look absolutely ridiculous and that and then like of course the rapids take the pictures of everybody arriving and mine is the first one off it's like hell yeah Cornell sanders on twitter like everybody is just giving me so much crap and I, i'm taking it because I, I i did it to myself right yeah. so I, I have to I have to take it but it, it, it was fine and then and then, and then we get to the game boom i scored two goals and I was like, oh, my God. Like, And I'm, I'm very superstitious. So I was like, I scored two goals. It's my first multi-goal game ever. Like, got to keep it. Yeah. Got to keep it. So then we play the Galaxy on a, on a Wednesday, on a mid, mid, uh, midweek game. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm keeping this. Because, I mean, I played well against Seattle. Got to keep it against the Galaxy. We play against the Galaxy. I ball out. I get a PK. I, there's the whole thing with Latin. Like, I, I'm on the spotlight. And then I was like... This is it. Like, this the hair, the, the facial. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time, it was, like, black and yellow because it was, like, it was starting to grow. It just looked so stupid. And then I and then we went to play Toronto on Saturday. I played, like, crap, and I was like, okay, I'm getting rid of this and just shaved it off. It was probably the first time in history a soccer player was like, thank God I played horribly. I can get rid of this stupid facial. I was like, I lost the ball. I was like, I did, like, two sick moves in the middle of the field. I played a through ball. It got intercepted. They went and scored, and then we lost 3-2. And I was just like, all right, this is it. I'm cutting this thing off. Yeah, and, and, and I wanted to ask about that. You played the Galaxy, and – a crazy moment that went viral with those fans that were running after uh, Zlatan, that they ran onto the field. Yeah. And then you, you're you there. I think you, you're asking to, like, swap jerseys or you're asking yeah, for his yeah, jersey. Yeah. It, it was yeah. just it, it, the photos, the videos, like, in slow motion. I'm like, there's so much going on here. Yeah, what yeah. was Andre thinking? Those 120 well, you... frames per second were filled <laughs> with action. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of things going on, and I didn't even realize it, like, 
So the game was over, and we usually go to the C38, which are our supporters, to like thank yeah, them. Yeah. Centennial 38. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, I, but then I remember, oh, my dad asked me to get Slatan's jersey for him, <laughs> and I, I look over, Slatan's already on the other side of the field, walking away. So I get on, I get on my horses and start <laughs> really sprinting to Slatan, so, and I, and I, and I'm just looking at Slatan. I'm not looking at anything else going on, and that's when I just see like two random kids just coming flying in. <laughs> He kind of like stops. It's kind of like a football, like when when the the running back stops and yeah, then yeah. the defense just goes right through it <laughs> and just like literally falls so hard. And then another guy came, comes with the security, just jumps on him, and Slatan is just like looking around, like what in the world is going on? And yeah, shows the, shows the passion of the the Colorado Rapids fans for Slatan, not for the actual Rapids. But did you get the jersey? Yeah. And then, yes, I, I asked for his jersey. He's like, I'll give it to you inside because obviously with all of that going on, it yeah. was like too much. And then uh, I was like, he's probably not going to give it to me, whatever. And then I tell my kid, man, like, hey, Hayden, can you like go get, go give him my jersey? Because I asked for his jersey instead of giving him his. Like, yeah, I'll do it. So he comes back with the slots and jersey. I'm buzzing. I was like, damn, this is sick. Like I got, I got his jersey. And then uh, I'm giving an interview in the – in the like the mixed zone type type yeah. of deal where mm-hmm. like all the players are walking and stuff and he comes up to me and he's like hey did you get the jersey like like good game and i was like yeah thank you and he was like actually like super nice so it was uh it was amazing it was wow. honestly, yeah, this like the, it the was first sick. time somebody's really nice guy yeah. the first time somebody's ever said uh, something nice about Slatan. So yeah for cool. sure <laughs> he didn't yeah, roundhouse kick yeah, the... someone standing next to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah the media definitely paints him somehow and he does it to himself but i think he yeah. enjoys just like having that that kind of Jekyll and Hyde, like, yeah, two personality totally. type of deal. Yeah, I watched All the right. Jordan documentary. I know how sometimes you need that anger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we're recording this on, on Wednesday, uh, June 3rd. Uh, literally just a couple hour, hours ago, we learned uh, the players voted uh, to, to ratify the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, you guys will be playing in Orlando uh, pretty much uh, just in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, how how was this experience for you? Uh, I know you, even being a young player, but being being a professional now, kind of dealing with uh, you know a union and and deals and and figuring out like you know what's what's fair uh, and all that stuff. What, what, how was the process for you uh, with with the, the the long layoff and not playing, and then finally knowing that you're going to be playing again soon? I mean, yeah, first of all, I think and everybody in the league was pissed that we weren't playing. Like, everybody wanted to play, but we also understand that, like, there are right conditions and safe conditions which needed to happen in order for us to play. So this whole this whole uh, past, I don't know, two weeks when this, this deals have been going back and forth, it has been pretty erratic. I'm not going to lie. It was crazy. Like, there were times when we would be voting on something in an hour and we get pushed back and then we got to vote in two hours and then we got to vote about a new deal in the next 24 hours and so uh it was it it was pretty crazy i'm not gonna lie like there was there was moments where i was just like i don't know if this is gonna happen i think we might be looking at into the possibility of going to a lockout where we don't play for the rest of the year i think we all have to be prepared for that and although it's not ideal if you know if, if it is something that the players need to do in order to get what they feel like they deserve, then I'm all in with that. But to me, it was just, it was a crazy experience with, with just how much I, I learned from how the league operates, how we as a union need to operate. 
And I think the most important thing is that the players really need to stick together. Uh, play, it's, the MLS is hard because it's not like the NBA, for example, where 90% of the people are American. They all know how to speak English. You have guys here that have never spoken English. You have guys that are 35 that have kids that don't know how to speak English. You have guys that are 17 who still live at home who like speak fine English. So it's the, 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 the players are just so it's so just such a diverse pool of players that it gets so hard to find, get everybody to find a consensus. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, we, we found a deal that we thought was workable. I, I don't think it was the ideal deal for the, for the players, but I, I do think we've come a long way from where we, where we started. Although I do believe that we can, we still have to go a long way in, you know, how we, how we, we earn the respect from, from the league. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because you have a, a bunch of group. Like you've got someone like yourself, young. Some, and then you got someone who's like got two kids. Like, what do I do with my kids? And you're like, what do I do with my PlayStation? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everyone's got different priorities. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes it I difficult. I gotta get a to get. crib for my PlayStation. <laughs> All right. What if my PlayStation cries at night in Orlando? <laughs> like, it's it's a very difficult thing to get everyone on the same page. But I mean, I know that the the system is going to be different, right? There's going to be more of a bracket from what we're hearing. No one knows for sure. But clearly, it's not going to be an entire regular season. There's also not going to be fans. Um, how how are you feeling stepping into something like this? Or are you just, you just really want to play soccer and you do not care the circumstances? Well, personally for me, I was a yes to Orlando from the start. I feel like we had to play. We had to give the fans something. We had to give, you know, the, the, the TV deals that we have something. So I was pro Orlando all the way. I felt like we had to go. I was, I mean, I'm itching to play. Like, I, I want to get back on the field. I want to get back to training. So I was pro Orlando from the start. But the thing is, we didn't just vote on Orlando. We voted on Orlando. We voted on the CBA. We voted on how we deal with the corona comes back. What does that look like? And so the vote was a very complex vote. So although... To me, I was just like, let's go to Orlando, let's play. I didn't agree with some of the other things that were put in front of us. But to answer your question directly, yes, I want to go to Orlando and I want to play. And I was totally for that. I feel like the league presented, uh, they, they came to a compromise. There were still a lot of holes and a lot of questions to be answered. But I believe they answered most of them, which was why I feel I feel safe going to Orlando. Okay. That's amazing. Well, it's and- yeah, go for it. Like, I was going to say, watching Bundesliga play in front of no fans, we're seeing that there really is no home field advantage, and a lot of the games are ending in like five one, six one, four four nothing. It seems like there's such a variance in score. For someone who's very rarely seen professionals play in front of no fans, is it what is it for you? Someone who plays on the field, is it the fact that there's no fans there? Does that change the game for you somehow? Like. You know, it just it's so hard for me to understand why there's such a there's one no home field advantage is such a different, you know, like a a big sort of gap there in the scores. Yeah, it's it's a different game. I feel like when you watch, for example, UFC without fans, you can hear the punches. You can hear the guys talk to each other. That really hurts. (laughs) Soccer is going to be the same. Like you're going to be able to hear what we're saying on the field. Like you're going to be able to like hear when the ball is kicked and it hits somebody like you, you'll be able to hear everything so i feel like although to me personally it's terrible playing without fans like 
there's like the fans are a lot of the motivation and a lot of the energy of an environment you know like even even in smaller markets like for example ourselves we have a, a pretty uh, s small fan base but they are passionate you can hear them from minute zero to minute 90 and it, it makes a huge difference you know when you get a corner and everybody is, is is buzzing the guys are standing like it gives you more energy it gives you that extra mile that you can push yourself and w without them it's gonna be hard you know i i feel like it's gonna be like like when we were little kids and just just our parents watching there's <laughs> there's really not much there yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna have to find a way you know we're gonna have to find a way to dig and you know to present a, a high quality soccer and at the end of the day i think it's gonna show the teams that were doing stuff during quarantine and and, and the team that, that really weren't That'd yeah, be great. I'm, we I'm should get like a little Bluetooth speaker so you could hear like, go Andre, <laughs> run. <laughs> it just reminds you back in the day, you know? Well, you, we've seen like the, the fans uh, in like, the, what is it, Denmark or something that they did the, the, the on the screen, they put the zoom yeah. uh, of the fans yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. How cool would that be? Just to, uh, Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. I think there's many ways that you can, you know, get the fans together. I feel like the MLS is going to come up with, with interesting ideas. They've already kind of talked about it, but... At the end of the day, the most important thing is to keep everybody safe. And yeah, if, if, there, if, the, if there is a way to do that, then... I'm also then, yeah, curi I'm curious about, from, from the players' perspective, when it came to these negotiations, were, were there things that uh, you guys wanted and, then, and didn't get from MLS that you felt like, oh, we really made this concession on? Yeah, I think, I think the compromise was big. I think that we compromised on a lot of the things that we felt like were non-negotiable and we ended up being negotiable just because of being in a weird situation and Orlando is one of them. I, there, I do think there's a lot of guys that did not want to go to Orlando and the reason, and the re, the reason is valid. They don't want to leave. They, maybe their wife doesn't know how to speak English and they have to leave the wife in the house by themselves. Yeah. They have kids. Who's going to take care of the kids? The kids don't, don't speak English. Sometimes the wife is pregnant. She's going to have a kid while the guy's in Orlando. So there's a million reasons why you can say it was a compromise because some guys there was this was not the right time for, for for them to leave you know and and go to go to orlando for a month or for a month and a half or how long it'll be depending on you know if you win keep winning games so i do understand the side of all these players and i mean i i, I do think that that was the biggest compromise i also think that you know uh the cba that was ratified is not as good as the cba that was originally proposed in january so uh, we we had to make we we also took pay cuts, uh, which I think that no, nobody wants to take pay cuts, but we realized that it was part of uh, part of the negotiation, and I do think that the league also uh, you know compromised some ways, uh, but I, yeah, I do think we still have a long way to go in 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 developing that relationship with the league of like we are both on the same side, not that we are in separate sides because I do think it got ugly a lot of the times during this negotiation and sometimes it has to happen. Sometimes it has to get ugly before it gets better. So at the end of the day, I do think it's a good deal, but I also believe there's there's a long way to go. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, there's a, you know, when it comes to the, the American soccer player and then just the, 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 the soccer player in the U.S., like, all you guys are involved in like setting up really a future for the next generation of, of footballers in this country. So, uh, you know, I know it's difficult, but we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the most important thing is, you know, really creating a league that's respected and that, you know, people want to come play here. And that's the most important thing, especially with the World Cup coming to us in the nine, six years. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed uh, you have number 99, uh, which not a ton of forwards 
we'll pick a number so high. I mean, obviously, Bradley Wright Phillip comes to mind. Diamande for a while comes to mind. What made you go with number 99? Is it Does it mean anything to you? Or are you just like, yo, I keep it 100, but I can't have three numbers. <laughs> so I'm going to go one last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, okay, so the, the, the original explanation was I looked up the Rapids roster and I was like, which number can I get? Oh, I can get number nine. Nobody's number nine. So I, so because I, I got an email from the Rapids asking which number I wanted. So I say, I want nine. And they say nine's not available. And I'm like, okay, nine's not available. I know, I, I, I know they don't want to give it to me. It's like you're on the phone with Amazon. Me. You're like, as per your website. Yeah. <laughs> but I know nobody's number nine so I mean they might be making a signing that I don't know about but whatever I was like I look up and 19 is Jack Price so I know I'm not going to get 19 so and then I start, I want to have nine because not, I've, my, I've been number nine my entire life so I, I want to have something with nine but then I like tw- think 29 doesn't look very good 39, 49, all these I don't like any of these so I was like let's just go double nine and see if like if it, if it sticks, and I do I, I I do think it looks looks really good on my jersey, you know, it looks good on on the ninety nine with because my last name's so big, so the ninety nine was good, and uh, it was also my my like my sister's from ninety nine, so I kind of swayed and said, oh, this is like a this is for you as well, and kind of like <laughs> made, made her kind of happy, so it was. It was not a, like no specific reason. I just wanted to have the nine on my jersey somehow. Okay, That's yeah. Really and you mentioned you mentioned that you were uh, very superstitious. Is is uh, and this is a no, this is a very common athlete thing. Uh, I think this is what makes you become a professional athlete, <laughs> <laughs> being so meticulous and particular about a lot of these things. Any other besides you know the the keeping keeping the orange hair? Anything else that you've done in the past to uh, to you know for, for dude? Luck? I have my I have my rituals like every single game day. Like I do something very specific that I don't tell anybody about, nice. and like people, people like if you pay it close attention, if you watch my games like all the time, like the routine is the exact same as soon as I step on the field. Like I go to the same exact place. Like I have a way of stepping on the field every time. I do stuff before the game. I eat the same exact food. Like I am crazy about. What do you feijoada before yeah. every game? Yeah. No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> If, if I was eating feijoada and playing well, I have no. I mean, something's wrong with me, <laughs> dude. I mean, don't don't say it's not a great idea because some of us can have feijoada <laughs> every time. I'm a stand-up comic; it just takes nothing for me to be on stage. But uh, yeah, True. you probably wouldn't be able to run around with it. Does it? What yeah, happens no, if you not. have you ever been in a game where maybe you didn't get to follow your uh, your ritual exact, but you still did well, and you were like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not really, because like as soon as I realize I've made a mistake, it, it's right away. Like, yeah. for example, I can say that I put my right boot before my left boot every time. I put my right sock before my left sock. I put my right shinger before my left shinger. And so if I put my left shinger before my right shinger on accident, I already take one off and yeah, put him yeah, back. Yeah, start right over. Away. Yeah. So I, it, like, it never happens. It's like really, really rare for me to forget to do one of the things like – like, the, depending on the time of the game, it gets hard for me to do everything that I have to do. Like, for example, when we have, like, 1 p.m. kickoffs or 12 p.m. kickoffs. Like, I can't do everything that I usually do, but I find a way. I find a, okay. I find a way to get, get them. And there's also levels to superstitions. Some of them are more important than others. So you got to accomplish, like, the big ones. Yeah. And then yeah. the small ones, it's like, oh, if you can do it, great. If you can't, 
that, that's fine. But there's some that are non-negotiables. I, I love it because it sounds like, you know how when kids talk about their imaginary friends and they explain the system that they <laughs> have and who does what? <laughs> I definitely have a system. Yeah, you're you know, like, that, that, it's like, it's like, it's like the CBA. There's points that are, that are non-negotiable. It's not going to change. Yeah. There are other ones that we can work around. I'm glad I'm you like, ratified two is, things. I, yeah. I'm just like, this is business. So yeah. 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 We got to play hardball. Don't come back to me when I'm doing my thing. Like when I'm doing my thing, just don't get, don't come close to me, please. Your other, so, your other players on the team are like, why is there a bowl of red M&Ms here? Audrey didn't get to it this time. We don't give yeah. a shit about that. No, I, I, and, and this is, this is the thing too. I don't, need other people for my superstitions they're all me like mm-hmm. i i can accomplish all of them by myself true forward. so i know yeah, <laughs> well, yeah so if, if i uh if i don't accomplish that i know it's just my fault okay all right. so we, we had uh we had some questions from uh from our supporters uh and we had a question uh from from just uh uh Hewen. she said uh you that she mentioned the goal that you got a goal in your your debut against the portland timbers in a very legendary yeah. game with uh that was ice cold and 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 snow uh mm-hmm. and now that you mention all the all the superstition uh the, what do you is there anything you remember particularly about that game and, and and scoring that goal well i remember that game i was like i was scared i was i was so scared i was like oh my god like what's gonna happen it's the first game of the season we're playing the timbers they are obviously one of the best teams like lately like they have blanco valeri like they, they have so many sick players and i was just like i hope i get in the game and then halftime hits, and I'm like, I hope I don't get in the game. <laughs> this is insane. Like, I'm going to debut under this. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not even going to touch the ball. And then everybody's just going to be, oh, Andre Shinoshiki, just another guy from college. So then it's the 85th minute, and Chad, who's our strength and conditioning guy, he, he calls me. He's like, Andre, you're going in. And I'm, like, sprinting down, like, the, the, the warm-up zone, for, like, foot frozen, shin frozen, <laughs> knee frozen. Everything's frozen. I'm from Brazil, obviously. I'm not used to this. And then, yeah, I get on the game and I like I complete a pass and I'm like, yes, I completed a pass. Like that's sick. <laughs> like that's awesome. Like I, I got the pass. You walk up and the then field, when I you're sp- like, peace. Yeah, did and, it. Then, <laughs> and then honestly, like as soon as that ball came and I scored the goal, I was just like, like God loves me. Like it's gotta be something. <laughs> like I, like there's nothing else I can ask for right now. Like I had my friends in the stands covered in like blankets. Like. I ran. I I need. I did a knee slide. Probably burned all of my knees. Didn't feel a single thing. Like it was amazing. It was. It was so sick. I can't even like that goal was like probably my most important moment of my career ever. What It'll is, ever be. You the actually most talked a little moment. bit about coming from college. Um, you know, so many people are saying that the draft isn't necessary, and don't worry, we got Generation Adidas kids. We don't need these college kids. They're not good enough. And you lit the league on fire, like. One, what does that what does that represent for you? Were you happy to be like, yo, them them dudes in college got skill? And two, do you think you started with like a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because of that? Because you came from the draft. You think you have something to yeah, prove? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I've had something to prove all of my life in college. I went to Denver. It's not a big school. I went to, like I scored twenty eight goals, and people had did mock drafts. I'm on the second round. I'm like, these guys are crazy. Like, I cannot believe they're saying that about me. Like, all that guys in the MLS that then later said, oh, you were rookie of the year. Like, congrats. You're so good. I know that the mock draft six months ago, you were putting me, like, <laughs> second round. So don't come tell me how you've always believed in me because yeah. I know it's not true. But it's fine. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I tried not to, like, let it bring me down. I just try to, like, fuel me more. So that was, that was the main thing. I mean, I, I, I do think the draft is extremely important. It was such an amazing, like, experience for me to go through the draft 
I wish everybody had the same like experience because it, it's it's sick. Like going to the to the thing and like having all of everybody, like all the fans, the, all of the teams, GMs, all the coaches, like all the players, and like really re knowing that like that moment is gonna change their lives. It's something that like to me is it's so special and. I do think people are crazy when they say they don't need the draft anymore. Like, look how many sick players have come from the draft. There's literally, like, so many of them. And I do think that the homegrown system is is also very good. Like, it's very good to develop players and to help players become professionals at a younger age. But not everybody is ready to become a professional at 17. So go to college, be, become a better player, and then come back and you're ready to go and you're ready to play. Like if, if I had signed a homegrown with a team when I was 17, I probably would have been done by now because a lot of the teams don't worry about developing players. They just worry about playing them right away. And you can see that happen. I mean, I'm not going to name names here, but so many players who are already signed at 16, 15, and then at 18, 19, where they could have been de developing somewhere, they're not. They're sitting on the bench doing nothing. So it's just, it really depends on each case. But I do think the draft is, is something extremely important and special too. Like that moment was so special for me and I wish that everybody had the same chance. Yeah. Wow. So we were just talking about the, the draft, right? And how, uh, you know, some people are critical of it. And obviously MLS is, you know, pretty much, it's pretty much gone. It's not the same as it as it will be. It's going to be just like, it's essentially just a conference call. Uh, I'm curious about, and we had a question uh, from, from another fan of, of Gully Squad, MJ Lee. Uh, who asked about your time at, at the uh, Monteverde Academy, yeah. Monteverde yeah. Academy. Uh, so uh, since we're talking about the draft and you mentioned even like players that, you know, this happens all over the world where they get signed at like 15, 16 years mm -hmm. old and then they kind of just flame out. Uh, your, what was the plan for you and your family uh, coming to the States uh, and, and, you know, for schooling and, and, uh, and, and trying to become a professional? Like, why was, uh, why was that the approach and not to just uh, stay in Brazil? I mean, it's okay. So there's a lot of things. The first thing is I used to kind of suck when I was younger. Like I wasn't very good. That's the, the simple answer. That's the simple answer. Like yeah. I didn't try very hard. I didn't care. I I was like, okay, when I played with bad kids, I was pretty bad when I played with like the good kids. So, and then I also, my family didn't move with me to America. Like I've been living by myself here. So my family oh. still lives in Brazil. So when I moved to Mount Verde, it was kind of like, you're not doing very well in Brazil. So go to the USA for a year and see what happens. And so I came here with the whole mentality of like, oh, learn more English, um, like play some soccer and do a whole year and see how it goes. But when I got to Mount Verde, Mount Verde is a very like disciplined, like boarding school. So you live in the school, like it's insane, like you can't do anything. It's like, this, this, it's so strict. Like if you show up with like some facial hair, you get six hours, you have to pay them off by cleaning the cafeteria. Oh my God. You show up with the wrong shoes. You have to, you get hours. You, is, your phone is on you, even in your pocket during the school hour, 12 hours. It's very, very strict. And so imagine, imagine, that, you, imagine yeah. you showed up with blonde facial hair. What was the penalty <laughs> for that? And they're like, yeah, you know what? We'll know, give you know. two yeah. hours. Cause it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't have a Mohawk. Like, so to me, it was like a shock, right? Like you come, come to this place. I have no idea what's going on. But the good thing is there were no distractions. I couldn't go out to party. I couldn't go out to hang out with my friends outside of the school. So there was no distractions. It was soccer and school, soccer and school. So, to me, the, the blessing was I got so much better during that year. I came back and I was like, I have to come back for my senior year because 
I'm, I'm, I, my development is insane. So that's when I decided to come back. And then I went, I eventually ended up going to, to university of Denver, but the whole idea of coming to Malvern wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to be a pro. It was kind of like, I'm not doing very in Brazil. Don't have any options, not doing too hot in school. So go to the U S see what happens for a year. And then that's when the whole story and the journey in the U S began. But my family still lives in Brazil. That's okay. amazing. Yeah, that, that's a that's a, a a positive story because you usually you know you don't usually hear like the, honestly the thing that comes to, in my mind I'm like is it, are you like uh it, it, you know in Brazil is the is the quality like like when you just got here were you just better than the American players is that how low the bar is for the American soccer player even or, though because you're saying you're like because yeah. when you say oh, I wasn't even good and then you get here and yo I'm like lighting it up I'm like alright well yo we got a problem yeah. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like I was lighting it up like to be honest but like Montverde doesn't really have that many American players it's players from like Cameroon yeah. Ghana Senegal uh, Argentina Costa Rica there's players from everywhere in the world and they, they get some sick players, they get some not so good players who like, obviously just, just they pay full tuition for school and they play soccer. So the the, the bar is like all over the place. Mm. And, and so I was kind of like in the middle, like pretty good, not 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 that good, great. And then my my senior was when I was like actually lighting it up and I was like, oh, I'm actually sick. But, but in between my junior and my senior year of high school, I played in Brazil for three months and I played for Sao Paulo FC, which was one of the biggest clubs in Brazil. Of course. And I was playing fine with their, U, with their U15s slash U17s because I was 16 at the time. So to me, I was like, I developed so much at Malverde. I have to go back because imagine if that happened during here. Imagine what I can do with two years there. Yeah. That's why I decided to come back. But the bar there wasn't low at all. And the, the the level of excellence there is crazy. I mean, I'm sure you guys watch basketball. Like, I was there at the same time where D'Angelo Russell and Ben Simmons played there together for basketball. Wow. And, I mean, they are both, like, playing in the NBA now yeah, and, like, yeah. star players. So you see, like, the, the, the level of excellence for sports there is, like, is like very high. That's insane. Okay. Do Just they... be careful when D'Angelo Russell is filming you, bro. Just, uh, yeah. you never you don't want to make news. <laughs> Actually, maybe if, the Knicks, maybe if the Lakers would have given him seven hours for having his phone, <laughs> that would have been a little bit better. Would have been yeah, he, he definitely he, – he, 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 he behaves pretty well. I had math class with him. He used to, like, put his, put his feet out on the first row so the professor had to walk around it. So he had some issues. But, I mean, overall, yeah, well, never really spoke to the guy, so I can't speak anything bad of him. It worked out. It worked I like out that. <laughs> uh, they um do they do they function as like your agents? Do they try to help you get into like a good college or go pro, or are they just straight up like a boarding school? No, no, they are very like college oriented, like prep school. So oh, okay. it's like you do you go there because you want to go to college, and you know, I mean, my offers came through soccer, but I feel like their like acceptance rate to college is like insane. So they are a very good school, okay. just like as well as sports academics is like, and the the. GM of the organization whose name is Mike Potempa. He's my good friend now, but he's also like a guy that cares so much about developing like humans. So he doesn't really just care about soccer. Like if you're getting hours, you're not playing. If you're doing bad in school, you're not playing. So he takes academics like very seriously too. Okay. Wow. And you you went to like a boot camp, but you like soccer boot camp. Like <laughs> it's a cleat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the the last thing I wanted to ask about is just uh the, the, the upcoming tournament in uh in Orlando and uh and Colorado. Like I mean obviously you are a rookie of the year season. Uh how are things feeling now in, in so far with the games that you've played? Uh I know the the layoff, uh, how are you excited how excited you are to get back? But how do you feel the, the cohesion uh of the Colorado Rapids is going to be? I know we just had Kai Kamara on recently 
recently. Uh, I'm sure you have a, you know, a great relationship with him, but how, how, is it, how does it all feel in general looking forward to all this? Man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, you're 2-0, so you can't ask for anything else on the start of the season. You win two games, you're buzzing, then obviously Corona hits, nobody's playing, and it sucks. But we've done a lot of things during this this off time to kind of just, you know, stay together as a team. You know, we did a lot of video sessions with with Robin Frazier and the rest of the of the, the assistant coaches. You know, obviously the individuals training have been taken very seriously, like, and by that, I mean, they are killing us. Like I go there and I come out dead. So they are really <laughs> pushing up the fitness. And so I'm, I'm really excited, man. I think that we have a great team. You know, we have depth, we have young guys, we have experienced guys. We have guys that are, you know, good ball passers, you guys, guys that are athletic. We're just an all around very solid squad. And so I am very excited for what this year has to bring. I have no idea what's going to look like once we actually get to Orlando and everybody's playing, but I mean, I'm, I feel very confident on my team, and I'm not just saying that from, you know, from just just because I have to say, I do genuinely believe that we have a good team, and I think the results have proven that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited yeah, to see what of... you and Kai do together, man, because that was that was turning and, into a really fun partnership. And, and Jonathan Lewis. Uh, yeah. Our, you know, we know him. We our homie. At NYCS, our homie, Jonathan Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have so many good guys, like, up top, in the back. Like, we have just a, a, a very – deep team and so no i i mean in the heater in orlando at 9 a.m 9 p.m you're gonna need your subs and so you know whether that is uh me or someone else like you you need guys that are gonna step up and play and so that's the most important thing is to get results all right we did it another one in the books uh thank you andre shinyashike for joining us i mean i'm not even uh you know not exaggerating this is one of the most fun interviews most informative interviews we've ever done thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us uh is there anything you want to let people know before we sign off uh yeah i just wanted to thank you guys for inviting me you know i appreciate it i know you guys are you know two very funny personalities and so to have me on the show it's been it's been great you know it's one of the best interviews i've done as well and so i just want to thank you guys thank you guys for everything really and i'm super excited to play in orlando i hope the fans you know all not come out and watch us but you know turn on your tv and watch us give us that you know that love because we, we surely need it. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, thank man. you so much, man. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, make sure, make sure to follow uh, Andre on all social media, follow uh, at Fubo sports. Uh, if you'd like to watch uh, full episodes on our YouTube channel, follow at soccer Cooligans on all social media. Yep. Uh, we appreciate uh, everyone who tunes in and yeah, make sure to watch the tournament that happens in Orlando. Uh, MLS players are going to be very, very grateful. And we finally have soccer back. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's so, go. Uh, so with that said, uh, for, Andre Shinyashiki. My name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, and together what are we? Well, <laughs> the Cooligans!